Hi there, everyone. It's Julia, your host, back for another mini-sode of the Ethical Consumer Podcast. Now, I don't think I need to remind anybody that the election is next Tuesday. I'm sure we're all tired of hearing about it, but Tuesday, I voted today, voted early down at the courthouse, but if you have not yet voted, I would strongly encourage you to vote for the environment. Voting with your dollars and your daily choices does a whole lot of good, but it's become very apparent in the last few episodes that changes upstream in the food system and the food production industry, though they take longer to implement, are going to have the biggest impact on our future. While talking with Pat Schnettler of 12 Tides, I mentioned that out of the top 10 items collected from the ocean, the quantity of food wrappers collected was almost double the amount of straws collected. So I'm thinking we've been so focused on eliminating straws, why aren't we focusing on eliminating food wrappers or coming up with new technology, which people are, in order to alleviate that problem because it seems like a bigger problem is there's double the amount found. Well, straws aren't as necessary as food wrappers. It's not like you need a replacement for a straw. You can just drink out of the side of the cup, though there are glass, bamboo, biodegradable straws out there. So there is a replacement, but it's really not even a necessary thing. Food wrappers, however, are extremely necessary and harder to replace. More and more companies are starting to look at alternative ways of packaging their food, such as compostable, recyclable, switching from plastic to paper, switching from plastic to glass. But as an industry, as a whole, to catch up, it's going to take a lot longer to implement these changes than it would be to essentially get rid of something that's not even necessary in the first place, like straws. Is it still important to perhaps not ask for a straw or request that you receive no straw? Or if you're at home, have your reusable straw handy? Yes, that helps loads. We'll keep doing the work on the consumer end of things, but we also have to consider what the big picture might be like too and how we may affect change for that. While I was talking with Steve Shriver of Ecolips, I applauded him for all the way back in 2003, 17 years ago. Organic ingredients and sustainability was at the forefront of his business before it became trendy, before it became cool, and before people were asking for it. He never had to backpedal having been in business 17 years, though I realize some giants, as I'm about to mention, have been in business much longer, there was no backpedaling necessary. In fact, he's just improved upon his originally set standards to make them even better than they were 17 years ago. And I said, Steve, why can't Coca-Cola or other large companies, global companies that have been around for forever and would seem to have unlimited funds, why can't they do what you're doing? Why can't they pull it back? And granted, I think a lot of companies, and also I don't want to belittle the companies that perhaps started out with different standards than they have now, but are now also being requested and forced to backpedal. The industry has gone through so many changes, as has our environment, and a lot of new technology has come up as far as recycling and packaging. That being said, you would hope that those giants would start to implement carbon-reducing practices or waste-reducing practices when they can. 
However, he reminded me, these are such national and global brands and businesses that it's going to take a long time to implement these changes that perhaps smaller businesses are able to do right away. Now that they're thinking about it, they don't have to change their manufacturing processes. They don't have to change their sourcing processes. They started with those from the beginning. To change things almost takes longer than to create something because you have to reverse engineer what you've been doing for so long. Does that mean that Coca-Cola and other companies like it are exempt from changing? No. (laughs) It just might mean that it's going to take a little bit longer. And they might need a nudge, perhaps from their consumers or people who don't consume them anymore, or from a law. Certain countries have certain standards that have to be upheld. And there are some companies with stricter standards than others. And I'm afraid that if someone does not get the nudge or the mandate from above, they're not going to hop on that train unless they absolutely have to. I would hope all of these national and global businesses would want to do that. And again, they may be implementing it behind the scenes and we have no idea what they're about to roll out in 2021. But the only way to ensure that these practices start to become the norm are to approach it again from farther upstream. In our most recent episode, I had my dear friend Audrey come on to talk about her program, Farming for Public Health. And if you have not listened to that yet, you can hear in the middle of the episode when my mind was blown, having grown up in Iowa, driving through cornfields to get to any town that wasn't just adjacent to my own. Cornfields and soybean fields were just the familiar landscape. I truly never really thought about where that corn or those soybeans were going. You kind of assume that it stays within your state? No, no, definitely not. And that is my bad. Just like I've said before, I am learning right along with you. That is something that I am so used to seeing. I never gave it a second thought. But Audrey brought up some really, really great points in regards to this large commodity agricultural scene that we have here in Iowa and other Midwest states. It's not just the local and small farms in the area that are taking their own steps to reduce their footprint. I fully believe that that's where it's going to start. It's going to start here. It's going to start small. And slowly, hopefully, it's going to work its way up. Less pesticide usage, less tilling, less wreckage of the land, less runoff into our waterways. But again, it's the large scale that's going to be difficult to change. We've gotten ourselves between, I've used this analogy so many times, a rock and a hard place where the farmers are just doing what we ask of them and what needs to be done for their career and their livelihood. We have to keep up with the supply and demand of food. But we also have to be careful to not diminish the quality of our air, our soil, our waterways, and our whole environment. These things have lasting effects that are very challenging to reverse. And again, it's easier to implement these on a small scale and on a consumer scale. But where we're going to see a whole lot of result is if there are tighter regulations on what types of chemicals and pesticides can be used on fields. The quantity, whether they have passed certain safety expectations. After working at Greenfields, I noticed that companies and products offering European standards seem to have a real luxury appeal. I wasn't really sure why. I mean, maybe it's like exotic kind of thing. Maybe it's an import. Oh, it's European. It's fancy. 
but a lot of Europe actually has more strict certifications than we do here in the U.S. It's not necessarily just because it's luxury or an import or seems fancy because it's European. It may actually have gone through a more rigorous certification process. So how do we change this at the national and global level? We vote. We believe that our input and our opinion do matter because they do. We contribute to the longevity of the planet and its people every single day by the choices we make, what products you choose to buy, and whether you're going without straws or reducing your food wrapper or water bottle waste. But we also support and request of those we elect to office that they uphold our values as well. And this is not just about the presidential election. This is your local level. This is your state level. This is also national level. But these are the elections that happen a couple times a year that maybe we don't really think about. Those elections in which we are voting for the people who will go talk to the higher up people who will go talk to the higher up people. <laughs> maybe we don't have a direct line to the president or to the governor, but we can still influence the direction that our state and our country go in. And it does make it easier if those in the higher points of power do support the same conservation and environmental efforts that we as consumers do. Please know that your dollars, your choices, your votes, and your voice do matter. Keep it local, take it global, and let's all keep doing everything we can to ensure that our planet and its people is a bold, bright, and healthy future. I'll see you next time, guys.